Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number 11. Anyone out there have trouble remaining calm when dealing with your teenager? I do, and I did, still do a lot of the time, and that's what this podcast is about. I truly believe that if you can remain calm with your teenager, you can pretty much remain calm in any situation. So listen in for my tips and really practical advice for how to do this in your own life. Stay tuned. Welcome back, amazing parents of teenagers and caregivers of teenagers. So glad you've joined me. Today, I'm talking about sending your teenager off to college or university. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because we're just about to send our youngest son back to college for his second year. And I was thinking about roughly a year ago, how I was feeling and what I was thinking about, what I was doing in the time leading up to sending him off. And I know that in, if you're, depending on where you're listening Uh, to me from if you're in the States, probably college or university has started already. So I kind of missed the boat on that. But in Canada, where I am, it hasn't started yet. We don't start back to school or college until uh, September. So that's where I'm at in my life. And a year ago, I uh, was very emotional at this time. And I was going through a lot of anxiety, um, fear about my son being away, and he chose to go to a college that's in a place called Thunder Bay, and for anybody not familiar with that, we live in Niagara, Ontario, Canada, so we're near the border of, um, just over the border is Buffalo, New York, and Thunder Bay is about a 16, 17 hour drive from us. And we're still in the province of Ontario when we make that drive. Ontario is a very big province. And just to give some perspective, I mean, we could drive essentially from Buffalo or where we live just over the border in the same amount of time to Florida as we could drive from where we live to Thunder Bay in Ontario. So it's roughly the same distance that we're traveling. So anyways, far away. And I was feeling very emotional, anxious, like I said. And I'm so thankful that prior to that, I had had the sort of life coach training and had some life coaching and learning how to manage my emotions. And one of the keys of managing your emotions is allowing them to be what they are and noticing them as they come up and not pushing them down, not pushing them away. Um, And I'm not talking about, you know, anytime it's fine to feel your emotions. Like there may be times when you sort of want to put it, you're, you're feeling something, but you can't actually sit and feel that emotion at that time. But I certainly was prepared in some sense for what was going to happen when my son went away and for things that would come up. So at that time, I was doing a lot of 
uh, thinking about, you know, is he going to be able to handle everything? I was thinking about missing him. I was thinking about how our life uh, would change without him here. And there was just a lot of emotions that would come up. I would be okay for a while, but then I'd be uh, crying about something and I would think about it. And then tears would come up and I have a tendency to cry. I know not everybody does, but it was just uh, a time that I thought, okay, this is supposed to happen. And that's kind of the thought that I gave myself at the time. And there was a lot of acceptance around it for me, which I think made it a lot easier. Don't get me wrong. It was still challenging for me. I still felt a lot of emotions on a regular basis. And um, that was definitely, you know, it's not a time that, it's a funny time because anytime we're thinking about emotions, we ask people, for example, oh, how are you doing today? And we want kind of a one word answer, like, oh, I'm good. Or, oh, I'm not good. I'm bad or mad, angry. So we want sort of a one word answer from ourselves. And we also look at ourselves to kind of define how we're feeling in one word, in one description of one emotion. But there was a lot of emotions at that time. There was excitement for what he was about to go through because I was remembering my time when I went away to school and how it's a time of independence. There was um, fear for uh, you know, what I couldn't see, what I couldn't control. And let's be honest, even when he was here, there was a lot of things I couldn't see or control. So even if he's away, um, this, we think we have even less control, but when I thought about him being here as well, I, there was a lot of time he wasn't with me. He was making his own decisions too, when he was living in our house as well. So some of these thoughts are to be challenged, but, um, fear and, anxiety about those things, wondering if I had done a good enough job as a parent that he would be able to handle anything that would come up. And so just tons of emotions happening. And so I kind of see this time as a way or any time that is challenging, or let's call it a transition time, because this is definitely, it's a transition for your teenager to go away to school and they're um, managing a lot of their emotions as well. And it's also a time of transition for parents because it's a huge change when you've had somebody in your house every day and then they're off starting a new adventure. And I just want to mention and remind everybody out there just to allow what the feelings are as they come, because there will be many, if you're anything like me, there will be many feelings that come and go, and you'll be feeling excited for them. You'll be feeling nervous for them. You'll be um, thinking about how they're going to feel when they're homesick. I know that's one of the things that I dealt with when I went away to school. So I just automatically assume that when kids go away to school, they get homesick. And maybe he wouldn't, but Um, that's something that our emotions and what we think about going away, we automatically assume that that's how they're feeling too. And it's not always the truth, but just letting and allowing whatever comes up, come up. Because if you don't 
allow it to come up and you don't sort of process and, and make space for how you're feeling, then it will come up in other ways. Or if you try to avoid it or just forget about it and pretend it's not happening, then you might try to do that in ways that aren't particularly helpful to yourself. So just um, let it be there, even if it feels uncomfortable. And if you're sending your child away for the first time, I pretty much, well, I don't know. I can't say for sure how you'll feel about that. Some parents might feel excited and that's okay too. Like you might feel nothing but excitement for them and not have any anxiety or worry and that's okay too. So any emotion that comes up around it, I want to just remind you that it's okay and let yourself feel it. And the thought that helped me the most during this time was this is what's supposed to happen. And because that was the thought that I was using, I didn't make any feeling that came up uh, wrong. So the, and why that thought was so helpful for me is that it could be used on anything. So when, you know, you talk about him going, oh, I, I was thinking about him going away to school. I was like, oh, this is what's supposed to happen. And then when I would have emotions about potentially missing him or fear or anything, it would, I would um, use that thought again. Okay, this is what's supposed to happen. I want to feel something, um, you know, feeling something about a loved one and them not being in the house anymore. That would be something that I would consider normal and acceptable. And we have so much compassion for other people when they tell us these things. So, and anytime I would tell another parent that my son was going away to school for the first time and going so far away, they would uh, have the same, you know, same reaction. Oh yeah, they understood. And so you can offer that kind of compassion to yourself. And I also um, want to share that it's also a form of like, it's a kind of a loss when this happens too. Like when you don't have something the same way as it was before, it does feel like a loss. And not, I'm certainly not comparing this to anybody who's lost a child. I'm, I know that again, I talked about before in a post about ranking pain. So when we think about our child going away and then we say, oh, well, like and we rank our pain against somebody else who's had worse pain or, or they've um, had a worse tragedy in their life. And then we kind of dismiss our own emotional experience because we think that we don't have the right to feel sad or to feel anything um, sad about this when we still have our child living and with us. Um, then we don't, that, that never allows us to feel or be, um, open for the emotion that we're actually experiencing. So don't, don't rank your pain. Anything that comes up around your experience is valid and it's okay to feel it. And, um, don't think, look at somebody else. And I mean, if that gives you perspective and kind of gives you a little bit of, um, perspective on the whole situation to bring you back to, to earth about it, then you can use that a little bit, but don't use it against yourself to dismiss your own emotions and feelings surrounding this. So I just want to offer that. And I also am going to share with you, I just wrote a letter to my son as he went away to school. And this was during the time 
before he went, I just wrote the letter because I just wanted to write down all the things that I wanted to say to him to kind of share with him a bit what I was going through, but not to make him feel guilty for going away to school or that he necessarily had to worry about me because I need to manage my own emotions, but just for him to understand um, a few of the things that I wanted to say to him that probably if I was crying, I wouldn't be able to articulate. So sometimes just writing things down is super helpful and writing down what you want to say to your child is super helpful. So I'm just going to end the podcast with this. And so here's what I wrote. I wrote, Dear Mason, as you go away to school, there are a few things I want to write down for you in case you forget them. You can read this and remind yourself of them. Or if you don't feel like reading, call me and I will remind you. You will get homesick at some point and it won't feel good. But remember, nothing has gone wrong. Don't resist feeling homesick. Allow yourself to feel it and decide what you will make it mean. It doesn't mean that you have made a wrong choice or that you are weak or unable to continue to pursue what you want in life. It just means that you have another place that you have called home for most of your life where there are people who love you and feels comfortable and cozy and sometimes that you are longing for that and for the discomfort of feeling homesick to end. It will end if you allow yourself to feel and remember this and say to yourself, of course, I will feel homesick sometimes. That is perfectly normal. Try not to wallow in it and allow it to paralyze you. Get up and move around, but let the feeling still be there and you will get through it. The feeling may come again, but do the above and rinse and repeat. Nothing has gone wrong. You are a normal human being and your brain always wants to protect you from discomfort by reminding you of things that feel comfortable and familiar. But this does not help you grow. Allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable while moving forward will get you to the places where you want to be in your life. Also remember, you are worthy no matter what. No matter where you end up, how you do in your program, if you want to change your program. Remember when I told you that you were worthy the moment you were born. That doesn't change. When you were born, you hadn't accomplished a single thing. You were totally dependent on on others for survival. There was no achievement. Did that mean you didn't accomplish anything? You went on and learned to walk, despite many failures trying. You fell down, you got up. You fell down, you got up. And I'm fairly certain your brain wasn't calling you bad names or berating you for falling down. You may have cried a bit, but you persisted and eventually accomplished this. Not from being mean to yourself, but with determination and encouragement from others. There are usually two voices in your head. At least there are in mine. The louder one is usually the one that berates you and makes things that happen mean something bad about you. The other, sometimes quieter one, is the one that can be loving and compassionate towards yourself and will give you grace and give you kudos for your efforts. We often don't question the mean one but seem to always question the kind and loving voice. Here is my advice and advice that I am working on taking for myself. It is trying to protect you by offering up things it thinks you should feel threatened by or afraid of. Notice it, but question it. Look at it as an actual being standing beside you, telling you these things with an actual voice. How would you put up with an actual flesh and blood human being telling you these things? Not long, I would suspect. Lovingly take what you hear from this voice and tell it, thanks, I hear you, but really, 
Could the other more kind and loving voice also be true and much more enjoyable to hang out with? Always, always question the mean voice. The other advice I will be, uh, the other advice will be on the more protective motherly side that will be the things I worry about that make you annoyed and frustrated, such as eat well, don't drink too much, don't use too much weed, stay warm, get plenty of rest, do your homework, etc., etc., etc. There is some illusions I believe I have had that while you have been living in my house, somehow I have had control over these things. I realize I have not for some time. The physical distance that will be between us will likely make me feel I have even less control, which is making me feel a bit untethered right now. Finally, I will also just plain miss you. Miss hugging you, your physical presence, just you. Who you are as a person, not what you have accomplished or what I know that you will accomplish. Even though it makes me sad that I will miss you, I also realize that it is such a gift to have someone you love so much to be able to miss so much. I'm here for all of it. The tears, the sadness, the missing and the excitement for you for your next chapter in your life. I love you, mom. So I got a little emotional reading that. And I'm just going to let it ride. So that's nothing new for me. So just ending it here, that is, you know, let yourself feel the feelings, whatever they are. If you don't cry, you may even find my crying a little bit annoying. Um, But that's who I am. So I'm just leaving it in here. And um, yeah, just let them come. Let them come out. And you will get through it, I promise you. And you will be a year down the road and it will all get easier. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. All my love to you. You're doing an amazing job. And I will see you or I will talk to you next week. Take care.